The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The city is still buzzing about the Rossdale power plant and its potential after it was transformed into a celebration space for the Singularity U Summit party on Tuesday night. One of the people who was behind that, who helped transform the plant into a party, is Jeff DiBautista, structural engineer and principal with Dialogue, an international design firm with offices right here in Edmonton. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Jalen. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Delighted to be here. You know, give me an idea. Yeah, um, when did when did you guys get tapped on the shoulder to say, "Hey, can you come be a part of this?" Well, uh, it was only about six weeks ago that we got involved with the current work to set up the the big party for Singularity U. That was a lot of fun, but we've actually been working on and off for about the last eight or nine years, uh, both with the City of Edmonton and with EPCOR, to help uh, transition the building and preserve it uh, into the future so that when we finally do in the city find the right <laughs> tenant, the right occupancy, the right the right type of business to put in there, whatever it may be, that, uh, that the building is still well-preserved so- for the future. So let's. There's a couple of things there that I want to touch on. So the six weeks out for the for the party that happened uh, earlier this week, which I was bummed that I missed. Um, saw the invite cross my desk, and uh, it was a great time. Yeah, I was kicking myself afterwards after I saw the pictures. What had to be done to get uh, to get that building ready for that? Yeah. So. You know, the reality is that it's an old building. It's mm-hmm. a building that's been around uh, since the 1930s. And in, in fact, uh, construction started, I believe it was about 1931. And uh, over the years, as the city of Edmonton grew, the building was expanded and expanded and expanded again. And so um, the reality is, you know, EPCOR doesn't have all the old original drawings anymore. Mm-hmm. Many of those were lost over the years. Um, Many changes took place over the years as the equipment in the power plant changed. And so what we did is we worked really closely with EPCOR and their team to make sure that, you know, for example, all of the areas where we allowed people to walk in the building would mm-hmm. be safe for them to walk. And uh, for those who attended the party or saw the pictures, you'll see some areas were actually cordoned off. And you couldn't go there. So we helped EPCOR identify what areas of the floor were safe for public use and, and which ones weren't. You know what, Jeff, uh, you're probably one of a few that have been in that building and spent some some time there for for the rest of us we've just driven by it for many many years uh inside you know we saw some of those great big huge ceilings and, and that sort of stuff what what does it look like what is the feel of that place inside is it just an old power plant or when you look at it when you're in there can you see something uh remarkable well i think it's a fantastic space it has an incredible amount of character so you know i'm um, Think back all the way into the 1930s. You know, Edmonton was a small city at that time, uh, just building, uh, you know, more significant generating capacity for electricity. And it was, you know, it was filled with huge boilers and giant coal hoppers. And of course, the coal would drop into the uh, into the furnaces that would heat the boilers and drive the turbines in the, in the turbine plant. And so, you know, much of that equipment has been removed, but some of the character of the building is still there. So. You could well imagine that space uh, being used as a movie set. You know, lots mm-hmm. of those creepy scenes in movies where there's <laughs> steam hissing out of pipes and it's dark and maybe a, you know, maybe an alien scene or something like that. Like it's a really cool space, but it's also a really beautiful building because Maxwell Dewar, when he when he designed it, um, did a fabulous job. So it. it just has so much history and character that it's a lot of fun to be there. There has been so much talk on and off over the past number of years about that building and about what to do with it. We've heard it, you know, possibly a marketplace, you know, a restaurant. Someone talked, I think it was like 
saunas or something at one point as well. There's been all sorts of things floated about. Um, from your expertise as a structural, structural engineer, and you know, you you have helped design some really epic spaces in Edmonton. Um, what what the amount of work that needs to be done in that place to transform it, is it massive? Like we're looking at millions of dollars. I think the last time we looked at some figures, it was over $80 million. Well, uh, it really depends on what? what the final use will be. And there has to be a business case to go along with that. Um, you know, who's going to own the building, who's going to operate the building, what's it going to be used for. And depending on what the use is, that will really determine yeah. um, how much money would need to be invested up front to, to make it occupiable on a regular basis. Of course, uh, Singularity U was in there the other night, uh, but EPCOR had to do a lot of work with in, working with the city of Edmonton to get a temporary occupancy permit. Yeah. Because, of course, it doesn't have a sprinkler system. It doesn't have proper yeah. emergency exits. It doesn't have proper emergency lighting. So there are a lot of those pieces missing. So I would say if, if you were to put a very simple occupancy in there, perhaps once a month or once every couple of weeks it were to be used as a public market or something, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, make, make something up that's simple. Um, it would need to have all of those things, washrooms, accessible uh-huh. access, um, some lighting, fire alarm system, etc. cetera. Um, it probably would not be all that expensive, but if you wanted to make it a much more permanent uh-huh. uh, fixture, turn it into a museum or into uh, uh, <clears throat> condos or, you know, there's lots of ideas floating around out there. The, then obviously the cost would go way up. Yeah, I was just thinking about um, about uh, condos in there, and I think that would be interesting. But it would be it would be nice to have a place where everybody could go and enjoy uh, it. Uh, absolutely, I think that you know Edmonton as a city has relatively few really significant architectural buildings that are you know I'll call it getting towards the 100 year age mark uh-huh. and 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 Rossdale certainly is and so I see it as a real opportunity to do something that would you know be accessible to all Edmontonians to perhaps uh, you know be a real tourist draw to downtown you know it's right next to the Walterdale bridge uh-huh. another tourist draw and um, you know from a personal perspective, it would make me feel really good if, if uh, the right folks were able to get together and figure out the business case that would allow public access to such a great building right next to our river. Yeah, you, you mentioned you know Edmonton and, and not having a whole lot of those old buildings, certainly those super character buildings, the ones with a lot of a history around anymore. With your business or with your company, with the, with the work that you do as a, a structural engineer and, and with dialogue and, and designing uh, places, how do you think Edmonton is doing on that front? I mean, when I moved here in, in 2000, I can remember going downtown and going, right? It wasn't so great, but we've certainly seen the ideas and some buildings uh, be transformed, like getting away from the, the, the strip malls, from the basic from the basic box buildings. And we're certainly starting to see um, more imagination, it seems, into some of our new designs. Um, would you agree on that? Do we still have a long way to go? I, I think we do still have a long way to go, but I would also say we've come really, really far. It was uh, probably just over... 10 years ago or so that we worked with the city of Edmonton to come up with a new Edmonton downtown plan. Mm-hmm. And that plan really set the stage 
for a lot of the development that's been going on downtown. Uh, it imagined things like museums being downtown. It imagined things like uh, potentially arenas being downtown. And um, <clears throat> there's been a real acknowledgement that I think finally in our city, that when you think of a city, you tend to think of its downtown. So when I say uh, New York City, you know, immediately think of the Empire State Building and, 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 and other buildings like that in New York and the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, when you think of uh, <clears throat> uh, Toronto, you think of the CN Tower in the downtown. So in the past, Edmonton didn't really have those iconic markers in the downtown to make make people feel attracted to the city and and now we've got the new arena we've got the ice district we've got um some of the older buildings uh being redone mm -hmm. uh there's uh, there's an awful lot of cool stuff uh, going on downtown in fact little side sidebar story um i sold my house uh, my wife and i uh, had both of our kids go off to to, uh, university in Ontario and uh, we decided to sell our house in Edmonton and buy a condo downtown so wow. we now live right downtown on 103rd Street a um, couple blocks south of the arena and I, I have to say we absolutely love it downtown has changed so much in the last 25 years that we've lived in Edmonton and uh, it's wonderful to be part of that, that, that community yeah and it's nice to be able to you know just you know walk out of your your front door and, and go to some really cool spaces and cool restaurants and um, you know whether it's you know arts culture whatever it is go to a hockey game go to a concert yeah that's uh there's a lot there's a big draw for oh, for uh, for downtown right now now i one of one of my favorite buildings it's every time i land at uh, the edmonton international i look over at that um i think it's a control tower office tower and to me it's the big wavy building it reminds me of yeah. a of a glass that my husband and i had that he would always <laughs> like to have all of his favorite drinks out of and and, and you guys worked on that too didn't you yeah, we we uh, we were the prime consultant designers on the uh, the uh, combined office tower. So yeah, the uh, the building that some people uh, remind some people of the drifts that you see in in the prairie fields in yeah. the snow in the winter time, or others say maybe it looks like the uh, the wind blowing through the wheat. But that was very much the the look that we were trying to get when we designed that. You know what, Jeff? I'm going to put you on the spot here because I look at um, you know, the work that you've been involved with and some of the uh, the projects that you've been involved with, and I won't list them all off. I do have them all in front of me. But do you have a do you have a favorite do you have a favorite space building that you've you've been a part of that that uh, you hold special? Well, that that's a great question, and I I have to say that since my wife and I moved to Edmonton 25 years ago, I've had the amazing good fortune to work on some wonderful projects around our city and it, it it feels really good to be doing work that meaningfully improves the well-being of our community um and it's really tough call to make but if you're going to force me to make one <laughs> i'm going to say the funicular so um we we work closely with the city of edmonton to uh design the funicular i guess we got involved with that about 2013 and it's i'll call it in its current location and uh i worked with our team here, uh, Donna Claire, Jill Robertson, uh, our, our whole architecture, landscape team and all of that um, to collaboratively figure out how do we take advantage of Edmonton's River Valley and make it accessible to everyone. You know, I, I think a lot of people over the years have seen Edmonton's River Valley, the North Saskatchewan as a barrier, like they're trying to yeah. get downtown to work and it's just a barrier and oh, what a pain, I've got to try to get across the river. When instead we should be, you know, really giving people an opportunity to get out of, you know, 
to get out of their cars. In fact, not to even have to get in a car to get to the River Valley. And so uh, having the opportunity to work with the city of Edmonton on the funicular and, of course, um, uh, the bridge that leads out to the lookout and the elevator over the um, the lookout over the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's really close to my heart because uh, it, it, it feels like in the long run, it's going to be one of those things that people in Edmonton come to... Uh, to know and love and it will make people's lives better so yeah. that's why i think i'd have to pick that one now jeff now if we could get that funicular working in the cold weather right <laughs> yeah well edmonton's winters are a challenge at times i think we all know that <laughs> i uh, was lucky enough last year to spend some time on the river it was the first time i'd actually been on the river since i moved here um in a in a river boat in a power boat and we were right underneath that and seeing the funicular from that level and being under the new bridge and and seeing it all and looking up at it it was it was really, it was really spectacular, and just um, again gave me a different way to to look at at the city that I that I love so much. Before I let you go, because we're almost out of time here, my ops looking at me is like, "Come on, Nye." Um, <laughs> the, the future, the future of Edmonton. What, what what do you think is next when it comes to to design and to the buildings in the city and where we're going? Do we think we finally have got it? I think we're on a good path in Edmonton. You know, I, I have to give a lot of credit. Um, to the art gallery project, mm-hmm. which I would say it one is a project that really transformed Edmontonians thinking about the importance of design. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really helped people believe that we can build buildings, funiculars, other things that are really world class and make our downtown and um, the best that it can be to be uh, a place that can compete with anywhere in the world in terms of livability walkability uh, and and being able to make a good living at the same time and have a clean environment. So, you know, uh, I I think we've been going down the right path. I still think, as I said earlier, we have a ways to to go. go. There's still a lot of gravel parking lots in downtown Edmonton, I think, that need to be transformed into something more interesting. And I think what we're all going to see over the next 10 years is that as more and more of the the condo towers, the the residential uh, rental towers, uh, and some of the mixed-use developments that combine, you know, office and and uh, and, and residential together, there are going to be a lot more people downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, once once all of these buildings at the Ice District get filled up, there's a whole bunch of other condos as well. Once all all of those buildings have people living them, our downtown is going to be a happening place, and I'm really looking forward to it, which is, as I said before, one of the reasons why my wife, Tracy, and I decided to move there. Jeff, so great to talk to you. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Well, thanks so much, Javen. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Okay, Jeff DeBattista, a structural engineer at Dialogue, joining me this afternoon.